This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. Of course, of course, it includes a lot of sports, especially good old Auburn football, even on days when Auburn football frustrates you to no end. Of course, it involves a university with its brilliance of academics. Of course, that engineering school. But it goes beyond a school. It goes beyond the sports. It's about the entire experience that is encompassed within the state of Alabama, across the nation, and even international. And that is what we cover here on The Auburn Experience. Tonight, we're going to be talking to you about several topics within that Auburn Experience. Obviously, some things we'll have to make peace with about what happened. (laughs) We got a win, by the way, in football. Uh, But we'll talk some about that a little bit and various other things throughout the show. The Auburn Experience, though, is always best when you do it with others. And that's why I've invited back. Well, I shouldn't say invited at this point. It's your show, too, Austin. Welcome back, Austin Scott. Thanks for having me. Yep. War Eagle Kyle. Uh, glad to be back and talking about, like, as you mentioned, the whole of the Auburn experience. Um, looking forward to uh, talking about this weekend a little bit, upcoming a big fun weekend uh, for all of Auburn and those coming into Auburn this upcoming weekend and uh, any other happenings we we end up discussing. Can we just go ahead and address this? This Part of the reason we did this show is because what we want to stress people is having a whole Auburn experience and not solely focused on the whims of a football program. Because if that's the case, you're going to be reacting a lot to like the people we saw, some people on our live streams, uh, on social media, and just losing your ever-loving mind when it's just confounding. And I admit, it is confounding what happens. What we're referencing is the football team barely beating San Jose State in the second game of the 2022 season, 24-16. to 16. We're going to be talking about that in much more detail uh, for part of the week here as we kind of close out that game and our analysis on Monday night and things like that. We won't hit some, you know, fine-tuned type of discussions about the game, but we want to hit on that a little bit. Um, Austin, would you <laughs> would you care to offer your opinions on what happened last night? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's something Auburn people are not unfamiliar with is that they they played down to their opponent, and uh, now they certainly have a history of playing up to their opponent too uh, in certain situations. But they played down to their opponent, maybe overlooking them, looking to Penn State, maybe just didn't take them quite as seriously as they should have leading up in practice this week, um, or maybe you know just a variety of different things could have happened. Um, but Auburn played down to San Jose State, allowed them to be in the game pretty much the entire four quarters um, and just made mistakes, self-inflicted mistakes that didn't help them. Um, and then uh, it showed. And well, thankfully, they were able to get out of there with a victory uh, and come away unscathed in the big picture. Um, but it's it's not unfamiliar, as you and I have talked about and as we've seen before. Uh, Auburn has had a past of playing these smaller schools closer. Um, and most of the time they're able to escape and get away with it. Um, it's been a while since really one bit them that I can remember. Um, but yeah, just Auburn, it's a history pattern. It feels like, and I think you may have alluded to this. It happens in all sports. It seems like Uh, we can think of several examples in the past basketball season where a number one team had no business even allowing, Oh, a Georgia team 
taking them down to the wire in Athens uh, just goes to show you that, you know, anybody can play anybody on a certain, any given Sunday is the expression for football uh, in the, in the NFL. But yeah, this is just such a weird novel concept. There are these like weird superstitious things that always seem to revolve around Auburn football. We don't play well at the 11 AM games. Uh, You know, we play down to our opponent. We play up to the opponent, you know, Auburn by all accounts had no business uh, competing in the iron bowl last year. Right. I mean, Right. They had lost their starting quarterback. Their backup quarterback had not had a lot of action and was coming into the game somewhat injured and probably was more injured throughout the game. No business taking them to double. How was it? Double overtime or triple overtime? I can't even remember at this point. You Just remember? double, I think. Double. No business being there whatsoever. I mean, had to rely on a you know walk-on kicker to nail a 50-yarder to even stay in the game at, in the overtime matchup. So it's just confounding that these things continue to happen. And I want to point something out to you. And this is kind of scary, Austin, if we continue to play San Jose State. So that is our third time playing them. The first time we play them, we actually did what you're supposed to do, right? Right. Wallop them. Last time we played them, I mean, the second time under Gus Malzahn, we had like, I think it was a two touchdown victory, something like that. This time we'll just call it a one touchdown, even though it was eight points. Yeah. So if you start doing the, you know, math about the history of this series, that's now somewhat being created. If it continues, I don't like our chances next time that we see San Jose state. So I'm all for leaving them off the schedule. Frankly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. It, it might be best for both parties. They got to travel a long way and let's just call it quits. They, we paid them their money, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take the wins we got and get out of here. But you're right. It it happens to anybody and everybody. I think that was very evident yesterday. You know, you saw I'm not I'm not going to compare Auburn and say they're as talented as some of the top ten teams who lost yesterday. But in this sport, any given Saturday in this case, yes. somebody can get beat by somebody else. Um and thankfully, like we said, Auburn was not one of those yesterday um and came away. But uh it, it took the whole sixty minutes. Yeah, it my goodness. Can I ask, did you ever truly doubt that the game was in question? I mean, I know that we were down 10 to six at the half, I believe is what it was. That's I can't remember exactly. Seven, seven. Sorry. Did you ever doubt that the game was in question at all? Not really. Uh, I, I just kept, you know, it took longer than I thought, but I kept thinking that they'd eventually pull it out and, and get it together. Uh, I thought they would pull away. Uh, and they really didn't, but, um, and I, and you have to give credit to San Jose state for that quarterback yeah. was incredible. Um, he, he played really well and made throws that frankly, some of Auburn's quarterbacks cannot make at all. And so, uh, <laughs> it was impressive and, and, but I thought Auburn would come away and win. Uh, it just took a lot longer than I had hoped. So I want to, you know, for just the sheer, this is a great way to start off a, you know, positive podcast here, the sheer um, hilarity of some of the opponents that we've had to like go down the wire with Lamo, Utah state, San Jose state. Now Jacksonville state. Am I missing any Mercer? I think a lot of people throw, well, but the Mercer game, we were, we won by like 13 points or something like that. So to me, that's enough of a comfortable margin. Like this was, are you counting last week? No, not last week. I'm talking about the oh. Mercer beforehand. You know, like I think it was 2017, Gus, uh, where we yeah. actually had a good team. That one was for some, some reason I thought that was three points, but I'm probably remembering it wrong. I could be wrong on it, but you, I remember a point, lot of turnovers. <laughs> yeah, 
the point lot. still stands, right? You know, you got yeah. all of these states that you're playing, it feels like, especially San Jose State, Jacksonville State, Utah State. How we escaped Utah State after the championship year, <laughs> yep. I will never understand. Like, th- that to me is almost more confounding than the prayer in Jordan Hare. And that's just being honest. Like, the fact that we get the perfect bounce on a onside kick as opposed to, I mean, you know, Georgia players, they can be sporadic, even as good as they're going as a program right now. And sure. so it's, it's, it's within reason to see them not go down and knock a ball down on a Hail Mary. It's within reason to know that Alabama is going to have special teams misfortunes. Uh, an onside kick just doesn't ever work out for Auburn, it feels like. And somehow it did in that. But I, I'm going to just say this. I'm all for, for a little while, us not playing any more states from the FBS category that aren't part of a Power 5 program because it just doesn't seem to work out in our favor. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. And well, well, with the conference realignment that can, continues to be the topic and the playoff expansion that continues to be talked about, uh, scheduling is thrown in there. Uh, you know, I hate it because I think it benefits some of these schools financially. Yeah, for it does. Bigger schools to get the payout. But I think we're going more and more to seeing less of those kind of games. Maybe that's going to work in Auburn's favor and they won't have <laughs> as many opportunities to play down. Uh, but I think that that we're going to see less of those anyway, for better or for worse. I think if we could do that, along with eliminating 11 a.m. games, which just yep. be, be honest, folks, that's coming. Uh, my opinion is that the you know this is probably going to be figured out within a matter of days now because they usually figure it out two weeks in advance. The Missouri game is probably going to be a noon game, so just get ready, folks. Yeah, that's got to <laughs> be com- tomorrow. It's it's coming at some point. That dreaded 11 a.m. kickoff and with the way things seem to be rolling right now, that just seems like a great combination for right yeah. now with homecoming. It it seems like a, a perfect I, matter. Why, why would you schedule Missouri for homecoming? Why would you not put it Western Kentucky at the end of the year? I mean, have they ever done it that late? I mean, I guess not, but why not? I mean, it's your last yeah. game. I mean, I, we, I think we may have addressed this. I, I, I've talked so much Auburn stuff. We may have addressed this. The reason probably is because they don't want to take away from the seniors on senior day. But I think so. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, could we at least, you know, I would say Mississippi State, but we know we can't hold the lead against them. <laughs> at least yeah. last year we can't <laughs> hold the lead against them. Uh, may, never take your foot off the pedal with Mississippi State this year. That's all I'm going to say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, anyway, we took a lot of tangents there on our opening segment, but uh, in our second segment, we want to kind of take what we've discussed here and and put away the frustrations that came from this weekend and playing down to an opponent us kind of talking about that and really maybe get excited for what's coming uh, this this weekend and things that maybe help you prepare for to anticipate things that we're learning, even, you know, as the season goes on, that things that have and haven't worked. Can we just let's start with this, Austin, whoever did a rain dance 
or decided <laughs> that they, you know, has, you know, God's ear and said, Hey, I need some rain. Can you please, please stop it? I'm tired of this. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we could do with a little less rain on game day. That's, that's two weeks in a row. One, not quite as bad as the other. Um, but let's, let's have a dry day. We'll still take the nice weather. I'd still take, still take some overshadow and some clouds. But, yeah. Uh, um, well, I, th- I could do without the rain. It looks like next weekend in Auburn, we are going to get a little bit of a break. It looks like sunny with high of 85, low of 64. No, that, I mean, that could change, but that that's something right. I could deal with for a two thirty kickoff. Yeah. You know, that 85, four, six, I've seen it bounce around there. It will probably mm-hmm. be more like a 90 feels like at two, at a two thirty kickoff. Right. But Hey, I mean, that's better than it being at 95 and then feeling like 105, which was not too far from removed from the 2019 year where it was just scorching everywhere. Mm. So you have a point there, you know, with every bad thing comes some, well, typically good thing. Um, But I am all for no more rain. So be prepared. If you are, if you've decided I'm putting my money this season, 2022 into the Penn state basket, because why wouldn't you, right? It's the most novel big game out there. Uh, Penn State's coming to Auburn. Do you can you recall without having to look it up? Has Penn State ever come to Auburn? Oh, this is where we need our friend Clint. Uh, I'm not sure. Not that I can remember at all. Yeah, I'm sure it has, or maybe a bowl game, but maybe they haven't come to Auburn. Um, But like you said, I mean, this is the one people have been looking for tickets for this game since the minute last year's ended. You know, yeah. And so I think uh, I think it'll be the one a lot of people choose to to make the trip for. Uh, speaking of which, anybody got a ticket out there? Please let me know. Uh, <laughs> PSA for me, because uh, either way, I'll, I will be on campus as I always. Well, except for this weekend, I, I usually am, but I will be uh, watching it from the student center. And that, the AC may not be so bad, you know, uh, when you guys are sitting in there getting a little bit toasty uh, in the stadium. Uh, but Penn State coming to town, I know that there's obviously going to be a lot of people here, regardless whether you're getting to the game or not. It's just the it's the first big weekend. The weather looks like it will somewhat cooperate the entire day of course now we've jinxed ourselves there i, I would knock right. some wood but the closest behind me and i feel like there you go thank you i i feel like if i do anything other than this for those of you that are listening you can't see this obviously i i feel like i'm gonna mess my setup here on the road so i'm not gonna exacerbate the situation <laughs> any further um one of the you know you brought this up to me i almost completely forgot about it and i probably would have known more about it had i been there was apparently with the you know the age of digital tickets there was a big snafu with the weather and that messing up the system somehow. You got any like more information about like what happened or what people were experiencing? I, I really don't understand a ton of it. I just know that nationwide there was this issue. With oh, people nationwide. Back. Oh, yeah. Multiple games were affected. Nebraska's game, uh, Penn State's game, speaking of which, uh, had issues with this platform that Auburn is one that uses. I think it's called GoFan. And okay. people could not access their digital tickets, you know, if you buy tickets from Auburn, single game season tickets, whatever, they email you the link, you download them, add them to your mobile wallet, and they scan. Now there's no more paper tickets mm-hmm. uh, unless specifically requested. And so that was an issue for a lot of people and, and something that if you couldn't access your tickets, how are you getting in? Your scans don't work. Um, so I was actually waiting for some friends right outside the stadium because uh, I had all of our tickets this weekend and saw many people that that ticket office that you see a lot yeah right there at the front of the stadium that is like hardly ever used anymore uh it was used this weekend lines 
for people and they were printing tickets right there if you couldn't access them. So uh, it was a big deal. So all that said, uh, if you're going to the game, go ahead and add those tickets to your wallet. Don't worry about it. Cause that was apparently the snafu. If you had added them before it went down, you're good. You're good. You're golden. But if you had not, and you were kind of going to do it on your way, walking in, uh, it, it was an issue. So go ahead and add them. Um, you know, this is where I'll get on my old man. Uh, oh, please. I'm ready for this. It's time. Paper tickets don't have digital outages and issues. And, uh, <laughs> And while we're on the topic of digital things, you know, I don't know how many Auburn fans know this that might be coming in for the first time. There are no game by game paper programs this year, folks. There is one for the entire year called the 2022 yearbook. And there's a digital game by game program that you can scan with your smartphone and the QR code. Um, So those of you who've been collecting them forever and have a whole stash of them. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, you're just like me and won't have that option anymore. You are a um, bitter old man. <laughs> I, I, it's just I, how much penny? How many pennies do we need to cut here, Kyle? You know what I mean. I get it. I get it. I get but it. um, so yeah. All that said, Auburn moving digital uh, that causes some issues. Hopefully, I'm sure the people at GoFan have heard from countless ticket managers across the country this weekend after that issue, and hopefully it's not fixed. But make sure you've got all your your digital assets in a row uh, before you come to Jordan Hare Stadium this weekend. You know, this is probably not the thing to promote and say, but because I even think they tell you when you get your digital ticket, you know, download it into your wallet. Don't take a picture of it. I That's always right. do both. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, the picture one that I take, take works every time. The screenshot works every time. Yeah. I've the never way had it was, with it. Yeah. The way it was explained to me, because it says, you know, they've, they were public about don't screenshot, don't use this. The way it was explained to me by a worker was they don't want you printing a screenshot of that. Yes. It's, it's something different with it, but you are more than welcome to screenshot a ticket and still use that screenshot mobily to get in. I think Kyle's wise in doing both. And I would it's recommend a, it's, it's a backup. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't have service, sometimes your mobile wallet's hard to get to. But um, as I, as I said it before though, you, none of these issues are, are there. If you just have the paper ticket in your wallet, just, Pull it out, scan it, put it right back in. It looks a lot prettier, but I digress. We'll have to have a segment now, old crotchety Austin segment, you know, for you to read about things that you don't like. I'll be honest with you. um, This is probably a good thing for me to not have to have to want slash buy slash grab after the game. If there's one that's in good condition, any more magazines or game programs, because I don't know that my closet can take them anymore. (laughs) Uh, Jessica will probably scream at me if I bring one more piece of Auburn thing home I, I did buy her for her birthday shout out to her it was her birthday this weekend uh an on new auburn sweater at the university bookstore so i think that was okay maybe there you go. if it's for yeah. her auburn stuff that's okay um so yeah just be aware of that 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 has happened we don't expect bad weather but if you have not been back to auburn since the onset of the pandemic and you're about to get into this digital age be prepared um kind of a weird shift here but since we're just kind of getting you prepared for the weekend not necessarily about the game itself but just getting the full auburn experience it is now official austin and it just popped into my head cheeburger cheeburger in downtown is going to be over at the end of this month do you did you see that i i did see that i couldn't i was walking by it this weekend and i couldn't remember when the official day was because i saw it open but it's the yeah. end of this month yeah i believe it is at the end of this month. i don't have the specific date either uh, for those of you that don't know, I, I do think Cheeburger Cheeburger used to be a chain. Is that correct, Austin? Do you know? Yes, I grew up with one uh, in Birmingham. 
but this one's been like a staple in Auburn. It's got this certain look outside. I mean, if you've been right. inside it, you know. So I would suspect they're going to get flooded with business. It's going to probably be a hard ticket to get ticket or just table to get you know sure. this weekend. But if you come in early, if you stay late uh, on campus, there's a lot of things that are leaving downtown Auburn simply because they can't afford to be there anymore. There's there's stuff coming back, but it's not like it's right. becoming a desolate wasteland. You might want to, here's my thing. If there is something that is near and dear to your heart at Auburn and you're coming for game day weekend, don't hesitate, <laughs> you know, yeah, it'll be, you know, maybe a few weeks and something else will pop up. Oh, we're tearing this down or, or, or like the Chick-fil-A was on Magnolia. Right. We're going away for a year because we have to let them build this high rise over us to give us the new building underneath, which was needed, you know, but at the same time, Auburn is changing, and if you haven't been here in the last year or if you haven't been here in the last few years, it can get quite confusing and frustrating to see some of the things that you loved are gone or are leaving. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot change. That's something my wife and I keep up with a good bit uh, just to know what's coming, what's going. We've talked about the the new food hall last week on an episode. Check oh, yes, out. I still um, got to do that. That that place is. We talked about Cheeburger being flooded. I'd imagine the food hall is going to be really busy this weekend as well. So, um, yeah, definitely things to check out that are new and very good for Auburn, but but different. Um, so make sure to to check out what you want to see and and find find something new to check out as well. Yeah, um, Kyle, you mentioned that that just popped in your head. Think this is what uh, on the go planning happens. I guess things are popping in my head. <laughs> this is what the uh, show about, right? <laughs> that, that's right. We're just moving along, helping everybody get ready for the big weekend. Uh, it's an orange game that it's, it's wear orange. And as much as those people love their white at Penn state, let's show them a good orange game. Uh, <laughs> and then also announced today, sec nations coming to Auburn, Alabama. I'm actually. glad you brought that up. That's kind of one thing I wanted to make sure we talked about here. Here's one thing that frustrates me about where they do SEC Nation, which is right yeah. on the green space in front of the new um, nutrition center, which is basically the, the it's for everybody, but the athletes dining hall, essentially it replaced the dining hall that I think used to be in old. Um, oh, Kyle, how are you forgetting this? The the name of the old dorm that used to be where Sewell. the big Sewell. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. My, my I'm dad, not that young. My dad is who, you know, God rest his soul is just rolling over in his grave right now and is about ready to slap me. You know, my for, dad's for the only it. reason I knew it was Sewell Hall. So thank thank the Lord for our dads. Exactly, right? Like he would he if he were here right now, the fact that we <laughs> walked past that place thousands of times and told me stories about Sewell Hall, yeah, like he would just I, I'm ashamed of myself. Anyway, uh <laughs> SEC Nation is gonna be in front of that green space right there, which is really small and tight. Now they're gonna be doing several shows from starting Friday, Paul Feinbaum. You pick your poison if you want. <laughs> uh, obviously, Marty and McGee and then the SEC Nation show leading up their version of College Game Day. I hope that you guys, uh, obviously, I will make some appearance over there as part of sharing the Auburn experience. But let's give them a good showing. You know, uh, good weather. Yeah, we're a little all down on morale right now. Even though we're 2-0, and you wouldn't know it. Um, let's give them a good show. Let's make them understand why they chose to come here uh, for this particular game. I, I bet they were going to get a good showing from Penn State fans. So I'm excited. There's just a lot for people to experience. And I'm I'm happy to finally be back to these big game days on the Plains. And just experiencing that all again because yeah. it just feels so good. Feels so yeah. good. And Auburn fans usually do give that a good experience, right, at SEC Nation. Even I completely agree with you. I, I think that's a horrible spot to put it. Yeah. 
Um, Very tight. But the RVs are all right there in Beard Eve's lot. Yep. Um, Tiger Walk is is not long after it ends, so it should, especially at a two thirty game, it should be a good good showing from Auburn fans. And uh, yeah, let, let's make sure they they want to come back. Oh yeah, final thought on that before we move on. If you want to spot at Tiger Walk, especially with that, what you just said, it being right yes. close to that time, you better get there early and get your spot. That's right. I'm going to have to get down there early too now that I've just remembered. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's put away football talk for just a minute. Because as we've addressed throughout the show tonight, it's been a little bit frustrating, even being 2-0. We all love us some basketball, right? We all love... Bruce Pearl, what he's done. Did it in the way we wanted to this last season? No, but boy, we had fun getting there, didn't we? First ever number one ranking. Jabari Smith got snubbed from being the number one overall pick, and doesn't matter. He's still Jabari Smith, and he's the king of our hearts. And not to mention Walker Kessler, the team that's still there, the Israel. I mean, you know, it has never been a greater time to be an Auburn basketball fan. Well, we're still a little bit of a ways away. But they finally released the full schedule. And might I add, Austin, it was a little bit later than they normally do. Usually it's like at the very end of July, and we're sitting mid-September. Well, it was yeah. mid September the earlier this week, and they released it. Basically, you know, a month and a half from when they normally do. So shows you that they've had some things that they've had to iron out in terms of getting finalized and stuff like that. So when you look at the schedule, I thought what we'd just do, not necessarily make a pick em or predictions unless you just want to, What's some stuff that sticks out to you from the full schedule or more specifically the SEC schedule portion of it? Because that's what was really the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me. Well, there's a couple things. The first thing that sticks out to me is the first game. It's so it's what they've been doing this in the past. It's not the SEC basketball schedule doesn't just start in the new year now. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, non-conference in 2022 and sec in the following year 2023 do you like that that now they carry it over like that like it's not just i I used to personally like it being started on the new year i did too uh i and i and the main reason and that's why i bring this up is because students aren't back uh and and at auburn we know that makes a big difference um so that first game wednesday december 28th is florida at home and auburn and florida is always a close game it's always a struggle uh, for Auburn, uh, they play Florida plays them really well. New coach this year, Todd, Todd Golden, Golden. Bruce Burrell assistant, um, who is definitely going to play them tough because they're both familiar with each other. Um, Todd Golden, a good coach. And so no students there, not the normal student body there um, if class is in session, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that one stands out. That's a big conference opener. Uh, I think I think the way Auburn basketball has been ingrained now in students and the experience uh, is being a priority. There will be a good bit of students there and Auburn will market that game very well. Um, So I don't think we have to worry too much about the atmosphere, but that's a big game to start. Uh, Arkansas is early on January 7th. That's Um, I think that's going to be the big one this year. 
massive, massive. That will be the first game at home after class is back in session. Um, so I think that will be good. Or maybe class won't be back yet, but that's the weekend before students. student. student. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Can we get uh, a Pearlville 2.0 maybe? I'm I'm saying you don't have Kentucky coming this year. So how about we you know, now any Kentucky fans? But they're still you know. but Austin, Austin, didn't you forget they still show up for Kentucky, right? Like that's, that's right. what I've understood. Nobody goes to a foot a basketball game to see anybody other than Kentucky. Even if you're going to see Wyoming versus Alaska, you showed up for Kentucky. That's what I that's was right. Told. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be camping out for all these games that Kentucky isn't coming because we just want to see Kentucky. We're just so gosh darn happy about it. Um, <laughs> we're going to make this the old crotchety man podcast. Is it really has do. turned out. I, mean, I think that's the effect of what happened in the football game. But this is not the football segment, Kyle, so don't go that way. <laughs> no, my man, w- my wife and I took a early walk. This is super tangent. We took an early walk this past Saturday on campus. You um, are an old to- person. I mean, I want to be that I see the old couples walking around their back and they're just like, oh, I'm like, that's that's what I want to be. I want the orange pants up to my my belly button and my my paper. And man, I mean, is that just not the dream? All right. Anyway, the other thing I see on here is we usually get both of our Alabama games out of the way by Mm mid-February and we don't have one until February. And then the other one comes second to last game of the regular season. And, oh, by the way, it's sandwiched in between a trip to Rupp Arena and the last home game of, or the last game, game of the non-conference when Tennessee comes to town. That's quite a stretch to end the year there, Kyle. I Listen, I saw this released, and because let me just paint the picture for people a little bit. Typically, at least lately, what they've been doing is they'll rele- release what your home and away SEC schedule is going to be, not the dates specifically. So we kind of knew yeah. where the makeup would look like, just not how it'd be arranged. And when you pull this thing up and you see now it's Alabama, they'll, they'll, they can get good talent. You know, they can throw things together, except they'll just get to the NIT, it seems like, or just flame out in the NCAA. Of course, we did too, so I guess who are we to talk? Uh, <laughs> but you go to Rupp Arena, that we would show up to see Kentucky at that one. That would make sense. That's, and then – We would be required to, yep. And then Tennessee. Does the SEC office know something? Like, Because the last time they decided it was a good decision to put – Auburn and Tennessee, which it was at the end of the season, it was the defining game for the regular season title. Are we missing something here? Is there a signal that we're being sent for what is expected to happen with the SEC this year? I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think the SEC because they've that is one of Auburn's home and away opponents this year. They're going right. up to uh, I can't remember the name of Tennessee State Arena at the moment. They're going up there. I know it. That's gonna kill me. Yeah, it's gonna it's burn me. The rest of Thank you for that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they're going up there, and Tennessee's coming here. Those games have been great and and defining. Um, and so I think that the SEC office probably has a little bit of interest in making sure that is a game. You know, everyone can look forward to the entire, it all the way through the very end, right? Um, and Auburn this past year won the SEC regular season on their last home game. Uh, they did it the same way uh, in 18 against South Carolina both times. So um, I think it's definitely a way for the SEC to continue to maintain interest because those games are always going to have added value, especially for mm-hmm. Bruce Pearl. We know we know what his interest is right. there. Um, and so, 
I just can't believe that that last three games at Kentucky, at Alabama, and home against Tennessee, um, I don't doubt that Bruce Pearl will have our team ready for those games. But my goodness, that's a three to end on before you go in the NCC tournament. Here's the thing that I am excited about. It's going to give us something to look forward to. And not that we don't have a lot to look forward to in basketball season. Maybe we're getting through this gauntlet that the SEC basketball league has become. And we're real beat up. And maybe we're not looking forward to it. But right now, just kind of sitting back, knowing the talent that is still available at Auburn, I think there's a lot to be excited for that. Can I – Can I? I'm going to be old crotchety man for a second. Here we go. Clint, if you're listening to this, you already know where I'm going. Anybody who's been following my journey on this network forever knows what I'm about to say. Why on God's green earth would you ever put an arena where it is already raised up, but also you put the benches (laughs) behind the goals? Vanderbilt, what is wrong with you? I hate you. I can't say it any other way. Like it makes me angry. Like I think it it it's worse than someone coming on my show and yelling RT to to see that on TV. And we have to go to Vanderbilt this year yeah. and play in that monstra. I I would rather live in the plane hangar that is where Alabama plays basketball than go visit <laughs> that monstrosity of a court. What like? Who decided that? Who died and made you king and said, oh, guess what? I'm going to put it at the bottom of a baseline. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that was a little. It's a valid argument, and and I would I don't know anyone that likes it from any of our I do. Clint brethren. Richardson likes it. Well. Clint Richardson's a barbarian. I said it. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I had no idea Love he you. liked that. I well, think- that's absurd. I, I think he likes it because he knows it bothers me so much. And and that's a fair point on his part because I give him a lot of crap. So if he, he can just do something to irk me, I can't fault him for that. So that's, in fact, I would, I would be worried if he wouldn't use that against me. So, yeah. But as you can tell, it makes me upset. So I didn't know he likes that. Uh, okay. That's, that's, you're not going to get me started on that again. Only other thing that I would want to point out, uh, obviously we don't have time for all this to go through the rest of the schedule and stuff like that. But remember um, amongst sec play is the big 12 sec challenge. And I love this thing. This, it gets better for me every year, mainly because Auburn's being matched up with better and better opponents from the sec because we're worthy of it. Now it's not just Kansas and Kentucky. Well, it is every year seems like, but you know, we're getting West Virginia. Now, if you look at West Virginia, where they're at right now, doesn't look great, but Bob Huggins, great program. Yep. You know, uh, my hope is that they kind of take an upswing before we get to this one. And that's just going to be, you know, a great matchup, um, obviously in Morgantown. But still, I mean, I just, I love the Big 12 SEC Challenge. It gets me excited every year. And I can't wait to watch that one again. Yeah, I couldn't agree. And you brought up Coach Huggins. I think those Coach Huggins versus Bruce Pearl. Um, those are two incredible basketball minds uh, going at it right there. I think that's going to be fantastic. And and we saw how well the Auburn family travels during basketball season this mm-hmm. past year. I think that's going to be a game with similar intrigue that that Penn State had during football last year that you don't get that very often. Um, and that's a place I think a lot of people are going to to venture to. Um, and, yeah, I completely agree. The SEC Big 12 Challenge is a lot of fun, especially when you're competitive. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing, too. Remember, folks, don't ever say that you don't have the opportunity to go see Auburn on the road because there are some major hubs. Auburn's going – you had your chance in Israel if you wanted to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go to Cancun. 
for the Cancun challenge. Right. You can go to LA for the USC game. You can go to Washington, Seattle to go see Auburn versus Washington to finally complete that home and home that started eons ago. You can uh, go to Morgantown, West Virginia. You can go to Atlanta to watch them play. There's Memphis. I think we've got there, which is, that's a, that's a good one. I'm really excited about mm. that one. And then obviously all over the sec. So don't say you don't have an opportunity to go see a team on the road, Atlanta, Seattle, LA, those are big hubs right there. You got plenty of opportunity to go see them. So I completely agree with you. I'm just going to bring up the fact that you went Atlanta, Seattle, LA, Cancun, Morgantown, West Virginia. Which one of these does not belong? But <laughs> you know, these you. if you want to do that, go for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, in all of these places, you see Mount. You know, I was going to do that backwards. You see skyscrapers. You see business people and stuff like that. You go to Morgantown, you hear ding, 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 ding. That's all you hear. Banjos and couches on fire. And I was going to make a really bad joke there, and I'm going to be an adult and not do that. That's how we're going to end the show tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Auburn Experience, where, yes, we talk about Auburn sports. Yes, we talk about the university. We talk about all of it within the whole of the Auburn Experience. My name is Kyle again. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tiger Eye 24 if you want to hit me up. Where can they find you, Mr. Austin Scott? Austin G. Scott on any social media platforms. Would love to interact with you. And uh, hope hope you'll join us crotchety old men again next week. Yes, we will definitely have more crotchety men segments, but hopefully not too many because, well, no, we'll just have as many as we want because we're crotchety old men. That's right. War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs>